0: In this episode of Josh Reed's Other People's Published Poetry, I'm going to read Morning Song by Lenore Candle from the Collected Poems of Lenore Candle. Morning Song. Walking in the sweet, stale smell of his fond wife's armpit, George Bardo remembered, realized, and regretted the passage of his life, visualizing it as some peculiar bird flapping away past his dreary, broad beamed ferry boat. Where, when How, he couldn't recall, hadn't noticed, didn't know, only the godness of it, and here he was himself again, after an absence of unknowable time. Eyes shut as an unborn bird, he lay unmoving and examined the presence of his wife. Wife. Wife? Wife. Wife. She smelled of moderate talcum powder and pale perfume, sad day movie theatres, shoe sweat and popcorn undertones of good toast and a rhyme of bacon. She existed. Somewhere directly beside him, adjoining his right flank and chest and outflung arm, lay a woman. His wife. His arm? He flexed the fingers carefully. His arm. Below him, the bed sagged with familiarity, unyoung. There had been a bed once with gilded frame and orchid-coloured sheets, great vistas of bedlines, tense springs and eagle linen. This bed? No. Never this bed. Had been young. Ever? Woven, knitted, hammered, nailed, glued and varnished, smelling randy-legged, had sat smug waiting the floor of a department store, bounced on by newlyweds with springly heart and price tag mouth, virgin having petted, touched, felt, poked, but never done that thing, and sold, and carted off, and learn the secrets of the night has come to this, that bed. He let the hairs on his leg reach out and brush the sheets. They felt grey, used until they confided themselves to his body like beaten dogs, cringing spiritless sheets. Wife? His hand was afraid to reach and touch. He flared his nostrils in exploration. There had been a woman, mountain size, whom he had wanted with fervid eagerness, aching to dive in and excavate, Darkest Africa with pick and shovel race up steaming canals, slide all the way up her and out, her startled mouth running and making mountain yodels of exhilaration, you can't catch me. Anxious, he felt the balance of the bed, and it lay even wait for weight, and let his breath come out a little gust of wind. Then not the little girl, half-elf, come sliding otherworld into his hands one street-loose evening when he had been heavy-footed with hunger, and hardly looking up, and so, and she so soft and small made street lights into stars. A little gust of sigh catching his heart, he snored ashamed, and then ashamed of shame, let sighs be sighs. He reached himself out, and his wife rose to him like bread dough, she still asleep, and he cringed back a fractured snail and rolling out of bed, and naked, scurrying through the dusty floor and out the room, and never looking once. And then beyond the door, he stood within a narrow hall and dressed himself in black and with a red rose in his hand went out into the real world and opened up his eyes. The street was long enough and he was wide enough and George Vardo woke up in the familiar warmth of his wife's body and they performed an act of fornication and she had nothing for breakfast and George dressed himself and went to work. Feeling somewhere a faint, disturbing sense of loss. Thank you. And on to the commentary for Morning Song by Lenore Candle. What I really liked about this piece by Lenore Candle was it's quite lyrical, not in any kind of academic or formal sense of, of lyrical as a style of poetry. This is, when you look at this poem, it's very, very obviously. Um free verse um the sort of poem where punctuation is used more for effect than grammar, really um what it, and why I think the poems are so lyrical is because it's just these wonderful lines that kind of bounce along and so much is happening, and if you don't stop and pay attention and actually read what she's saying, rather than just reading for the sake of reading, um, you get this really good story of, you know, this guy in his bed, and he's just trying to figure out what's going on and where everything's gone, and and it's obviously that kind of that foggy moment before waking, because the poem does end with him waking up, where it says, and George Vardo woke up in the familiar warmth of his wife's body, and they performed an act of fornication and shared nothing for breakfast and George dressed himself and went to work, feeling somewhere a faint, disturbing sense of loss. It's almost like he kind of vaguely remembers the dream or the whatever happened in the rest of the poem where he doesn't really know you know what's going on, and the person beside him he knows is his wife but that kind of repetition through that poem where it says Examine the presence of his wife 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 and it, it's the same word and it's not just me stuttering over word it's there six times and it's randomly capitalized. Like it's not just you know it's in one line sorry one sentence wife is just all caps lock but then the next time it's used the F is cap is capital letter and the rest is lowercase. But it's that kind of identity where he's trying to place the concept of of wife with the person in the bed next to him, and even the bed he has, you know, that kind of the bed he bought they bought in the shop is newlyweds. It's not the bed that they're now lying on as a married cop, couple. It's very sort of James Joyce in in that sense of Stephen Dedalus talking about you know. Not being himself, and the whole kind of question of identity, and, and you know, but not in a lame way either, which is the other good thing about this poem. It's just telling you a story, and there's all these sort of everyday really normal senses and, and experiences, and you know, the whole thing of aging and that in the first, I guess, paragraph stanza where it says where, when, how, he couldn't recall, hadn't noticed, didn't know. Only the goneness of it. And here he was himself again after an absence of unknowable time. There's that thing where you wake up one day and you're suddenly in your late twenties or early thirties, or maybe you're older, and you think, Where did everything go? I was there when it happened, but the me of then is not the me of now and it's just something that's vast stretch of time behind you. And you do only the goneness of it, like that line there is so accurate and so very well. Put. Um, I think I said this the last couple of times I've read Lenore Kendall on this podcast she's one of those female beat poets I didn't know about and I'm really glad that they've sort of pushed the publication of more of the women beat writers because you get that whole other aspect of the beat generation um, and her Poetry is really good. I really enjoyed this. Um, The Collected Poems of Lonel Candle. It's a really good collection of poems. And I really do recommend you, if you enjoy this, um, to grab a copy of her book because it's well worth reading. Uh, Thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you for listening to this commentary and the poem. I really appreciate it. Um, If you enjoy it, please subscribe. Please leave a review. Please share with your friends. Thank you. I appreciate your time.